Good morning, boys and girls. I want to tell you another of the Mr. Men stories as told by Roger Hardgraves. And today I want to introduce you to a man that Mr. Roger Hardgraves called Mr. Clever. And Mr. Clever boasted that he was the cleverest person in the whole wide world. He thought to himself, I'm so smart, I'm so bright, I'm so clever, I know loads and loads of stuff. And he thought that he was a real intellectual giant. Now, Mr. Clever lived in Cleverland, and everybody else in Cleverland, they professed to be so clever too. Roger Hardgrave says the trees in Cleverland were so clever that they could grow apples and oranges on the same tree. The flowers they could get up and walk about. The worms in Cleverland, well, they drove cars. And the elephants, they played tennis using their trunks. Mr. Clever was so clever, he built his own house. And he had loads of special gadgets. He had a special alarm clock. And the alarm clock, when it went off in the morning, it also put a lamp on. It not only told him the time, but it actually said, Good morning, Mr. Clever, and then proceeded to tell him what the weather was going to be like. Mr. Clever got up at the same time every morning. He went into the bathroom. He got showered. He got dressed. He cleaned his teeth. He made his bed. He went down and he had breakfast. And he had a special toaster. And not only could it toast the bread, but it could butter it after it was toasted. It could put jam or marmalade on it, whatever he preferred. It could also cut it into slices for him. And then an arm reached out and actually served it to him on a plate. How's that for a special gadget? Well, after breakfast one day, Mr. Clever, he went for a walk. And he was so deep in thought and thinking to himself, I'm so clever. I'm so bright. I'm so full of intelligence that he walked out of Cleverland into Happy Land. And he bumped into a man and he said, oh, I'm Mr. Clever. I'm the cleverest person in the world. And the man replied, I'm Mr. Happy, pleased to meet you. Would you like to tell me a joke? I love jokes. Jokes really make me laugh. And Mr. Clever thought, I don't know any jokes. And then he met another man. And this man, he was called Mr. Forgetful. And Mr. Clever said to him, I'm the cleverest person in the world. Oh, that's wonderful news. Perhaps you could tell me my name. My name is, oh, I've forgotten. Can you tell me my name? How can I tell you your name, roared Mr. Clever? Sir, I have only met you. I don't know your name. And then he went on and he met another man. His name was Mr. Greedy. And when he told Mr. Greedy, I'm the cleverest person in the world, Mr. Greedy, he rubbed his hands and rubbed his belly and said, that's great. Could you please tell me a recipe for a special dish? Because I love pies. What's the, the best recipe for a pie in the whole wide world? Mr. Clever said, but I don't cook. I don't know any recipes. And as the day went on in Happy Land, he, he met Mr. Sneezy. And he couldn't give Mr. Sneezy a cure for the cold. He met Mr. Small and he couldn't tell Mr. Small how to grow any bigger. And also he met Mr. Jelly and he couldn't tell Mr. Jelly the secret of his bravery. And all of these people in Happy Land said to him, but you're not very clever. And you know that day he felt awful and he started to head in the direction of home. 
And boys and girls, Mr. Hardgraves told us that on the way home, he met two worms, and they were talking to each other. And one worm said to the other, Who's that man? The worm replied, oh, That's Mr. Clever. He lives in Cleverland. He's the cleverest person in the whole wide world, you know. And then his friend, the worm, replied, Well, he's not very clever, for he's headed the wrong way. He's not going to Cleverland. That's the way to fool's land. That's the story of Mr. Clever as told by Roger Hargraves. Now, boys and girls, I've been thinking about the word clever. And I looked up my Bible and I discovered there's no actual word in the authorized version that's translated clever, either in the Greek or the Hebrew. But then I thought, is there a similar word to clever? And I discovered the word learned. And there's 19 references in the Bible for the word learned. And I discovered that in Isaiah 50 verse 4, it was the Lord Jesus Christ who said, the Lord God had given me the tongue of the learned, that I should speak a word in season to him that is weary. He wakeneth morning by morning. He wakeneth mine ear to hear as the learned. And it was the Apostle Paul that wrote to young Timothy. He was the pastor of the church at Ephesus. And this is what he told Timothy. Now, Timothy was a young minister. He was very discouraged. At times he was going to quit. He wanted to go back home, maybe to his mummy or, or to some family member or friend. But this is what he said. Continue thou in the things that thou hast learned and hast been assured of and knowest of whom thou hast learned them. I want us to think of Mr. Clever, and I want to share four things with you. Think of the sayings of Mr. Clever. What was his main saying? I'm the cleverest person in the world. And you know, boys and girls, as you journey through life, you will meet many people who profess to be wise. They profess to be very clever, and they may be smart and bright intellectually. They might know things scientifically or medically or mathematically that maybe you don't even know. But you know, the sad thing is that many who profess to be wise, the Bible says, are become fools. Because many of these clever people, they have a worldview, and they want to share something with the Christian. And this is what they tell us. There's no God. And the Bible's just an ordinary book. And if Jesus of Nazareth was a real man, he wasn't God in the flesh. And there's no such thing as sin. And, and you, you haven't got an immortal soul. And, and there's no such thing as being saved. And you don't need Jesus Christ to be saved if you have to be saved. And there's no such place as heaven and hell. And they not only do tell us that as Christians, but they tell us something else. They tell us you're brainwashed. And they tell us you only believe what you believe because you've heard it from mommy and daddy or your Sunday school teacher or from the minister. And, and they're just chained to the Bible. And then they add something else that... They're free thinkers, and they have the ability to think for themselves, and, and, and they don't need God on life's journey. And I thought, how arrogant. What a boast to say you're the cleverest person in the world, and that your knowledge is superior to anybody else's, and that you're such a free thinker, and what we believe as a church, or what Christians believe, is entirely wrong. Think not only of the sayings of Mr. Clever, but think of the strategy of Mr. Clever. Why did he go about saying, I'm the cleverest person in the world? I believe it was to make him feel better and make him feel more superior. 
but I believe he had a greater aim. And in a spiritual sense, the clever people in the world, the really smart people, the intellectual people, people in the school, people in the university, uh, people in the, the world of industry at large who have a worldview, and that worldview leaves God out, their strategy is to try and get us to quit the Christian life, to turn away from Jesus Christ, and to turn away from God. That was exactly what was happening in the, the book of Hebrews. That was what was happening in the life of Timothy when he was the pastor of the church at Ephesus. And remember what the apostle Paul said to him, continue thou in the things that thou hast learned. You see, Timothy felt that he should quit, that, that he should go home. And I've thought of this goal, this strategy, this aim of many clever people in the world who leave God out of their worldview, who don't have God in their worldview, and, and they pontificate on the things of God, and they do so with this agenda, and they have an agenda. They'll not tell us they have an agenda, but boys and girls, believe me, they have an agenda, and the agenda is to get us to quit the Christian faith, to turn away from God, not to believe in Him, and, and not to believe the Bible. And does it work, boys and girls? Sadly for some, I know families where they've Young people have grown up, they went off to university, and in university they've come across these free, think, free thinkers. They, they, they want to become like them, they, they adopt the mindset of a free thinker, and, and then they turn away uh, from God altogether, turn their back on God and the things of God. And, 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 and that is really, really sad, and, and it causes a lot of heartache, it causes a lot of doubt, it causes a lot of despair, and, and it, it causes a problem for us in the Christian community. But not only think of the strategy, but think of the stupidity of Mr. Clever. As Roger Hardgraves told it, there was things he didn't know. He didn't know a joke to keep Mr. Happy happy. He, he didn't know a recipe for Mr. Greedy. He couldn't tell Mr. Small how to be big. He, he, he couldn't have a cure for the common cold for Mr. Sneeze. You see, there was things he didn't know. And you know what? The clever people of the world, boys and girls and young people, there's things that they don't know. They don't know that they're sinners. They don't know that they're actually slaves to sin. That they don't know what they're saying is because of sin. I remember hearing a little story. What's down in the well comes out in the bucket. Isn't that true? I know of a young man who was making a manhole and he hit his finger and he started to curse and swear and jump up and down and make a, a, a lot of bad uh, language. And, and when he looked up, wasn't the minister standing in front of him? And he said to the minister, oh, I'm sorry. And the minister walked on, and this is what he said, what's down in the well comes out in the bucket. You see, remember the Lord Jesus said, for from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts. Why do clever people say the things that they do about God? Well, they say them because of their sin, because of their sinful heart, because they hate God, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, because they don't want God in their life. And that's the reason for their unbelief. And that's the reason for the things that they say and the things that they do against the church and against Jesus Christ, against God and against the Bible. Let me close with one other thought. Think of the salvation of Mr. Clever. Whenever Roger Hardgraves finished the story, he was headed the wrong way. He wasn't headed to Cleverland. He was headed to fool's land. It's not what one of the worms said. Remember, the Bible says, the fool have said in his heart there is no God. The Bible says it's fools that make a mock at sin. Could I encourage you boys and girls, young people, to think that we're on a journey. We're on a journey from, from uh, time into eternity. We're on a journey from earth, uh, and we can go to the cleverest land of all. It's called heaven. How do you get there? 
Remember the Lord Jesus said, I'm the door by me. If any man shall enter in, he shall be saved. The Lord Jesus said, speaking in the context of being a slave to sin, if the Son set you free, ye shall be free indeed. And you see, there's freedom in Christ. Freedom to believe in God, freedom to believe the Bible, freedom to believe in sin, that you've got a soul and that you need to be saved. And how can you be saved? If you come to Jesus Christ. Remember there's three crosses. The middle cross is where the Lord Jesus died. And there's a little chorus and it says there's a way back to God from the dark path of sin. There's a door that is open that all may go in. At Calvary's cross is where you begin when you come as a sinner to Jesus. And boys and girls, young people, the many clever people in the world, schools, universities, the, the workplace all over with a worldview without God, they have failed to understand their true nature and their true condition. Their will is depraved, their understanding is darkened, and their affections are diseased until they confess their sinnership and realize their need of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And I commend Mr. Clever to you. Remember his saying? Think about his strategy, but also think about his stupidity, the things he doesn't know. Do you know you're a sinner? You need to be saved. Think about the salvation of Mr. Clever. He can be saved, but he needs an about turn. He needs to kneel at the cross. He needs to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Have you done that? I trust that you have. God bless you today. And thanks for listening.